Hey, my name is Cindra Kampoff, and I'm a small town Minnesota gal, Minnesota nice as we like to say it, who followed her big dreams. I spent the last four years working as a mental coach for the Minnesota Vikings, working one-on-one -on -one with the players. I wrote a best-selling book about the mindset of the world's best, and I'm a keynote speaker and national leader in the field of sport and performance psychology. And I am obsessed with showing you exactly how to develop the mindset of the world's best so you can accomplish all your goals and dreams. So I'm over here following my big dreams and I'm here to inspire you and practically show you how to do the same. And you know, when I'm not working, you'll find me playing Miss Pac-Man. Yes, the 1980s game, Miss Pac-Man. So take your notepad out, buckle up, and let's go. This is the high performance mindset. And I've always found it easier to make a decision when you let go of the things that are no longer serving you, even if you don't have the full answer. Welcome to episode 341 with Allie Brown. This is your host, Dr. Sindra Kampoff, and I'm grateful that you're here. If you know that mindset is essential to your success, then you are in the right place. And I hope you're doing great during this time, thriving, not just surviving. We're here safe at home in Minnesota, and I have been really looking for the new opportunity in my business. I've been doing a lot of keynote speaking virtually, which has been fun to connect with new people all around the world, and working to find the opportunity in every difficulty. And I'm hopeful that you are too that you're working to find the opportunity in the difficulties we're experiencing right now and seeing this time that it is a time where you can thrive, not just survive. But it starts with our mindset. And today I'm excited to introduce you to Allie Brown. So over the last 15 years, Allie Brown has advised and helped nurture the businesses of many of the seven eight-figure online thought leaders you see thriving today. And her mentoring has been spotlighted on CNN.com. Allie has been dubbed the entrepreneurial guru for women by Business News Daily and has taken her own company to the Inc. 500 list rankings. She was named a Forbes woman to watch. Allie has been featured on major media, including ABC's hit primetime show, Secret Millionaire. And that's how I got to be introduced to Allie. So Allie provides leadership and business advice to over 250,000 followers via AllieBrown.com, her social media channels, and her award-winning Glambition radio show. She was also named by Entrepreneur Magazine as having one of the top 10 Twitter accounts every entrepreneur should be following. Allie is an angel investor with a special interest in women-led ventures. She and her Australian husband, Brett, are parents to five-year-old twins, and they currently live in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Allie and I on this podcast talk about how business is a giant experiment why it's essential to trust yourself and how to develop trust within yourself, how money is energy, and that there's a radically different mindset shift that is required to break through into the multiple seven figures and beyond. We also talk about how you can stand out in the sea of noise and the keys to become iconic in your industry. If you enjoyed today's episode, wherever you're listening, head over and subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review. I'm gonna to read today's rating and review. And this comes from Mitch Graff. Mitch says, as a former All-American track and field athlete, I appreciate the deep dives that Dr. Kampoff does with her guests. The importance of mindset and preparation are integral into success, 
whether it be on the sporting field or in the boardroom. Very inspirational, entertaining. Thank you, Doc. Awesome, Mitch. Hey, thank you so much for leaving that rating and review. I'm so grateful for you. And I would love to read yours next week. So wherever you're listening, head over, leave a rating and review, and I'd love to read yours next week and give you a shout out on the podcast. And make sure you share this with a friend. Anytime something resonates with you, you can copy and paste the link on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and text a friend. Tell them you're thinking about them and share the interview today with Allie. You can also head over and share it on your Instagram stories and make sure you tag me and I'll give you some love. Without further ado, let's bring on Allie. Allie, I'm so grateful that you're here on the High Performance Mindset Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Well, it's great to be here. Should I call you doctor? Uh, you can just call me Syndra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always impressed with, uh, I just wish I had a doctor in front of my name, maybe one day. Yes. Well, it's still possible, you know. <laughs> we have a lot of more time right now, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> start now, right? <laughs> um, Allie, I would love for you to just get us started and to talk a little bit about your passion and what you do. Sure. Um, my passion is helping women leaders step into the full versions of who they are becoming, both personally, um, financially, and, and who they are in the world. Um, and I also work with some very evolved men, which is interesting. That's a whole you know, discussion on how um, the difference is there. But that's right now is a, a pivotal time for leaders that's going to make or break a lot of people in their careers, in their businesses, you know, whether it's sport or whether it's uh, in certain areas of business, like it's, a, it's an incredible, incredibly intense time right now as we're recording this. It is an incredibly intense time. I think leaders have to continue to adapt and evolve. I mean, the situation is changing regularly. So I look forward to hearing um, what are you seeing from your clients and how they're doing that. Uh, so kind of as we, you know, we get into a little bit more about your background, tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you became a coach for entrepreneurs and just give us a little bit of like, yeah, there. people ask me, how'd you become Allie Brown? You know, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good question. Cause some day, and it's, we have the joke around the house. Some days I'm Allie Brown and some days I'm here with, you know, the mom with six year old twins and, yes. and it's just, it's just been nuts lately. So, um, it, it's it's interesting to look back and it's it's good I, I think to share that I never had a linear career path and, and in fact people may guess that like I came right out of school knowing what I wanted to do and I really was um, excited to try things on you know so my 20s I, I took all kinds of different jobs I was working in ad agencies I was teaching step aerobics if some of you remember that my god and um, selling vitamins like just just everything and I felt though there was something wrong with me at that time but when I look back, it was probably one of the most exciting, most exploratory times of my life in um, really, you know, getting to know what I enjoyed and didn't enjoy and trusting myself. And then years later, what happened um, as things evolved is I got clearer and clearer on what I knew I was good at. And sometimes you don't know that until someone else tells you. Sometimes you don't realize what you're really good at or natural at until 
uh, people look at you and say, well, how come, how do you do, how are you doing this? And you're thinking, well, don't you know how to do this? You know, and they're like, no, can you teach me? Can you show me? And I was naturally very good at uh, a few things that were coming out really big at the time. So first of all, was internet marketing, email yeah. newsletters. I wasn't a techie, but if I saw something develop, I got excited and I would use that to promote my business. So the business I landed in was at, at that time a uh, copywriter and marketing communications consultant. And I was only, you know, 27, 28, but in New York City, the agencies always need freelancers. So I would walk in. Again, some of you watching may not understand that there was no social media. Okay. Right. <laughs> the web was in its its infancy. So you would go like, to someone's office, bring your portfolio, walk in, and looking back, what good experience, man. Walking in, talking about myself, introducing myself. You know, I want my kids to learn to do that growing up. I think a lot of people forget how to even have conversations. And um, so the people were asking me, how are you uh, doing this marketing? How are you doing the online stuff? And so I started teaching it. I literally would stay in on the weekends and just learn things. And I published uh, my very first ebook, was a terrible name. It was called How to Boost Business Using an E-Zine, so email newsletter. Oh, right. That started, though, this snowball because, um, because so few people were in there at the time. I had people buying that book night and day. I started teaching all kinds of courses on online marketing. And um, that really moved into a higher level coaching and me moving away from the massive programs I was running. Sure. Um, I'd say about about six years ago, when I probably, no coincidence, when I had my kids, yeah, is uh, where I then really pivoted again, or I call it the sharp right turn, is that I said, okay, what do I wish I was doing? What, do I, what am I doing now that maybe doesn't light me up anymore? And how can I make this change? And mm -hmm. so that always happened for me in a few phases. First is I have to decide what to let go of. Mm -hmm. And I've always found it easier to make a decision when you let go of the things that are no longer serving you, even if you don't have the full answer, because mm -hmm. I've found that the answer is not brought to me, whether you want to consider that from source, universe, God, you know, or, or your higher self, I found the answers don't appear until I make space and let go. And um, that last shift for me got me really clear on the types of clients I want to work with and, and helping them step in, into the leaders that, you know, they're becoming. Excellent. Well, I think I really like those questions that you just said. And I think for people, whatever they're experiencing right now, those are powerful questions. You know, what do I wish I was doing and how do I make that happen? And yeah. I think sometimes we, we, we get those questions pulling at us or answers, but then we kind of push them away and say, well, I don't deserve that, or that's impossible or not now, you know? Yeah. Um, and my guess is you would, you would encourage us all to listen to that. Oh my gosh. And the best thing is too, you may not, you may have an idea, you know, there, there are a lot of people right now starting businesses, questioning what they're doing. It's a very tumultuous time right now. And, and it's, it's every, it's everyone's kind of, you know, a moment of really figuring out what they want to do. I think if they haven't already um, yeah. by force or, <laughs> or if they want to. And um, I think it's important to realize that it's okay to start small as well. And, you know, you hear a lot of coaches, like, you got to go big or go home and you got to like, you know, quit your day job and all this stuff. And look, for, for a, some of what I did, I did that. But, um, but I really encourage people to start, you know, start a passion project, if nothing else. So for example, I have a client who's really immersed in one business right now. She's, she's in the multiple seven figures. She's become what she's become and the business is what it is, but she'd like to make some changes. And so 
we crafted because she can't throw this whole thing out the door right now. It's her whole income, her family's income. You know, we understand that, but she could start a project in the new direction. She could start a blog. She could start a podcast. She could start a business plan, just taking one step and really committing to that step. Mm -hmm. And that's your juicy time that you gift yourself to move Mm -hmm. forward in the direction you want to go to. That can make a big difference right now. And I see a lot of people who are confused Um, and not sure where their career or business is going to lead right now, you know, you don't have to have all the answers and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Start with one project. And if you need help, you know, have a a friend help you think through this or hire a coach or mentor, but somebody help you choose that first step. Yeah. I think that's really powerful and you don't have to have all the answers right now or Sometimes I think people really struggle because they aren't, they'll feel like they're living their purpose or their passion through their job. But I appreciate what you said is like, start something on the side and then see how that grows. Um, So Allie, I always ask people at the start to tell us about a time that they failed and how they define failure. And I want to start that question or why I think this question is really important is because Sometimes we hear, oh, Allie Brown, you know, <laughs> she, everything goes great for her or whatever, right? We make these assumptions, but I'm sure everything hasn't been perfect for you, right? Well, I love the question. Actually, it, it's, it, it totally flipped my answer when you said, and, and think about what failure means to you because yeah. it's different to everyone, right? Isn't it? Yeah. And it got me thinking that for me personally, I really feel that the only times that in the end I feel like it was a failure is when I didn't trust myself. Ah, nice. So because there are times that you can blame it on external circumstances, you can say, well, this happened, this happened, Um, you know, and, and failure to me, I don't know, it's not been something that I beat up against. And I don't know if that's because I'm wired a little differently, but man, I'll beat myself up if I knew I should have done something and didn't do it. Or shouldn't have trust someone or signed some papers that looked great. You know, this looks like a great deal. Everything looks great on paper, but man, something still doesn't feel right, but Mm -hmm. it all adds up. There's no reason to question, but there's still that feeling Mm -hmm. as, as we all get older, I think it's more important to look at those moments as failure when you don't honor what you're feeling, because um, in the end, that's all you have to go by. The circumstances can change at any minute. Like you see right now, there's businesses failing through no fault of their own, through things happening in the world right now. Um, I think the big reset in humanity with what's happening right now is you're going to see a lot more people realizing that they can just trust themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the only place to go is get the best information you can but really feel into what you're feeling. Decide, you know, make sure that's not just false fear I'm sure this is where a lot of your coaching comes in, right? And make sure once you've worked through, like, is this false fear? Is this ridiculous what I'm thinking? Then there's a knowing there most likely that you need to honor. Um, I like that definition, you know, that really failure is when you don't trust yourself. For me, it's like when I don't show up as my authentic self or when like I hold myself back, That's, that's the time I beat myself up, you know, that I'm like, what was going on with me there? Or, you know, yeah. that's, that's how I would define it. Um, give us a sense of a time where you didn't trust yourself. And then at the end you said, yep, yeah, I should have mm. trusted my gut and uh, trusted myself. Yeah. Um, it's happened a few times. I'd say, you know, I can't think of anything big in public if you're looking for something exciting. Like, <laughs> 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 never ran for office or, you know, these are usually just like, 
crazy behind the scenes, like, you know, what I call the shit show kind of like the moments that like you, yeah. like you choose a product to launch and everything looks like it's lining up, but you totally miss seeing something, you know, and then no one buys it or you make a hire that is completely rushed and just because you need a body to put in a place to do the job and the, it just ends up being disastrous, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's, it's these behind the scenes things of running the business that really will be the death of you as an entrepreneur if you don't get control of that. So as far as like a you know, textbook failure. I'm trying to come up with something for you oh, right now. But <laughs> you need to come up with a textbook failure because I think what you're just saying is like when you're not really fully like connected to what, you know, what, what your body's telling you, what your feelings are telling you, maybe you yeah. push them down or you say, oh no, I'll just make that higher. I'll make yeah. that without taking a step back and saying, yeah, really what I want to do and what's important. I've had a failed marriage. Does that count? That was my twenties. Okay. (laughs) 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 Trying things on. Well, it's interesting though, because I think that, and I'm like, where does this come from? Now I'm going down the Mm -hmm. rabbit hole with you is where does this attitude come from even? And that to me, it was always business is all a giant experiment. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that we need to get away from the idea that this is something that you sit, you plan and do. And if it doesn't work, it's a failure. I think we're redefining mm-hmm. that all right now, even with mm-hmm. what's going on with COVID and, and people's businesses. It's a constant effort of realigning and, and, and zigzagging. And you will have a completely different perspective on the other side of the room. When I'm speaking in person, which I miss doing, I'm, I'm naturally, I like to move around. It's hard for me to sit in the chair as I'm looking at you. I'm just gesticulating wildly and about bursting out of here. Um, when I speak in person, I'll literally walk across the room and I'll say, for example, you know, I walked to the other corner. I said, here's your goal. I'm going for the goal. I'm walking over here. This is great. I'm here. Now I turn around and I have a whole new what? And they said perspective, whole Ah. new perspective that I would have never had where I was standing before. And this is something that I just repeat over and over and over. And my business has always followed my personal evolution which is maybe different than how some people set off to start a business. They may have a, a product or idea and they create it and build it. And this is something very interesting between many of the males and females that I observe in working with them. And, you know, you may have studies on this even, I'm not sure, but you know, the women's businesses, it's very much a personal journey for them. Oh, agonizing sometimes when it comes to the failure and well, what will they think of me? And like, can I really do this? And who am I to do this and stuff? Versus, and what I have to teach them to do when I'm working with them is to separate that for a bit. There's times you want that aligned and there's times to make observe, you know, to make um, objective decisions that you need to put yourself to the side and then look at the business on the, on this side and, and make those decisions from there. And sometimes when they are beating themselves up about a failure or something that they feel went wrong, I get them to step back and look at it from a whole new perspective and say, you know what, this was perhaps a bad business decision, but look where it led you, you know? Mm-hmm. And even just that permission of them saying that was a poor business decision or that was a poor business investment or, you know, we made a bad hire instead of like, oh my God, I messed this up. Like, oh my God, what did I do? And I just spent this money and you know, to distance yourself a bit from that 
because the business is not you. So many times we feel like this is us or what we're doing is us and our career is who we are. And I think you're going to see a lot of people right now having trouble distinguishing the two as they're agonizing over, you know, who am I, for example, without my career in, um, in fitness or sports or, you know, beauty or whoever, whatever you're doing, like who as a restaurateur, all these people are losing their identities right now as well with this crisis, yeah. with mm-hmm. businesses disappearing, sports disappearing. My husband has nothing to watch now, by the way. It's just a crisis. <laughs> that's a crisis. <laughs> He's learning to cook, though. Yeah, um, hey, that's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, that's a new perspective, Allie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perspective shift, right? So um, I think we're going to be at a really interesting place right now where people learn to see themselves differently. Mm-hmm. I, what I appreciated a few things that you said, like business is a giant experience, experiment, I think is the word you used. And I thought, isn't that powerful just to think about, you know, that like, that also gives us permission to fail. And I think particularly right now we need to experiment and we need to adjust and adapt. And the quicker we can do that, I think the, yeah. the better that our business does, but our business is not you. So one of the things I really want to talk about is this idea of like money mindset. Okay. And um, I want to chat with you about it because there's a few reasons. I think because people are struggling right now, some people financially, but I also know personally that my limiting beliefs about money um, can impact my business decisions. And you said something about like not letting fear overtake you. Right. So I'd love your opinion first to kind of get us started is um, when you see and thinking about your clients, what are the mindset mindset shifts that you have to make as you make more money or as you progress into like multiple seven figures that you just mentioned? Yeah. I'm going to get a little, a little woo woo. Is that okay? Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> um, you have to make magic part of your business plan. Ah, okay. Tell and, us what and what means. I mean by that is, you know, I'd say, of this is what you're doing on paper. It is what you're doing, um, you know, logistically. It is the educated decisions you're making. And, but that really powerful 20% behind it, like the 80-20 rule, is your intense belief that you will be okay. Mm -hmm. It is your conviction that you will be able to take care of your family. It is your remembering that if you're, you know, if you're listening to this podcast now and you're above ground, you know, it's probably a good day. And, mm-hmm. and we need to stay in that place yeah. even more as you are successful. Like the more successful I become, my clients become, this is more about up here in the, mm-hmm. in the mind yes. and tuned in to who you are than anything else. And I am not by any, by any means minimizing the business skills this requires, like the things you have to do and the hard work and all this stuff. But it's that little, you know, the Pareto's principle, the 20% that like drives most of this and people may not even realize it's that conviction that you are going to create something amazing out of this, even if it looks differently than you have planned. The problem is when things start changing or moving or you're bumping against something that's not working, we sit back and go, oh, that didn't work. But at the same time, you have to see where that's leading you. And sometimes it's a gift. Sometimes it's a clue. Sometimes it's delivering you right where you absolutely need to be and you just aren't seeing it. 
It, it could be changing your business or giving you a new idea for an opportunity that's a, a whole different career. Um, but just, you know, be, be the more tuned in you can be with that, the, the better, because that is where money comes from ideas. And money comes from ideas that are implemented on. So if you're not hearing those ideas mm -hmm. and making time to take action on them, mm -hmm. you will get, you're going to hit a ceiling. And not only hit a ceiling, but right now, the challenge a lot of people are having is business is changing so fast. The world is changing so fast. Things could be shut down, changed overnight. You have to be, this has to be your OS now. Like this has to be how you operate all the time. Awesome. I uh, recently read a study that suggested 60% of our big ideas come when we're not trying to work on those big ideas. Oh, I love that. And that's, that's fascinating because it's something we kind of always felt, but now there's a study on that. Yeah. And I so love that. I think about it for me, it's like when I'm exercising or when I'm walking or yes. during the moments when maybe I'm actually driving is the best time where I'm like, oh my gosh, great idea. Right. And I'm not really doing anything. It's not where I have my schedule packed back to back to back. Like, yes, that's exhausting. So I appreciate what you're saying there. I want to ask you one follow-up question to that. So when you mm -hmm. said like, the most successful are tuned into who they are. Give us a sense of what that looks like to you and how do people get more tuned into who they are? Mm. Well, that leads actually, that links nicely to what you just shared in that, um, I mean, step one is you're going to need some time and space by yourself, which right now is very hard, by the way, homeschooling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I negotiate that like every other morning we have to ourselves. So I'll be able to go for a hike, you know, tomorrow, this morning I was with the kids and, and vice versa. So we'll do that. But you need that space. Um, if you need to remember who you are, there's a great little exercise that I do with my clients. And it also is, relates to risk. And this is just so simple, but gets them back. And, and I'll have them, uh, usually we're in a, a live environment when they're doing this, but I'll have them do this on their own sometimes is they will write down. So I want you to write down five of the most incredible, uh, I mean, you can call them accomplishments or moments of your life. And just, you know, go into some detail and remember what that felt like and what mm -hmm. you felt you had achieved. And it, you know, when they go around and share later, it's everything from maybe launching their business and having that courage to leave their job or, you know, delivering triplets. One woman talked about that experience. I mean, it's quite an accomplishment, right? So it, it could be any of this, whether it's winning a trophy, race, anything. Um, and looking back, you know, now, do every one of those experiences, did they require risk? Was yeah. there some unknown mm -hmm. to it? And what does this say about you? And they will just, I mean, the tears come, they remember their strength, they remember who they are, we forget who we are in the process. Mm -hmm. And everyone's, everyone's different. So, you know, step one is just get back to who you are, remember who you are, whether it's with that exercise, or just taking a walk, rediscovering your faith, you know, whatever your flavor is. Um, but getting back to that, knowing your strengths, and what you're good at, that you may not, you forget, because um, we don't, understand sometimes how good we're at we are at something like I mentioned before until someone says you're really good at that and I've never heard it explained that way or how do you do that how do you do this you know listen for those clues because that will tell you what you're good at that no one else may be and these are the strengths you should run with these are the things that you should grow from and likely as well the things that will generate you a lot of revenue if you honor them if you honor them ah 
Ah, so good. So when you think about the things that hold people back from stepping into the potential or their potential in their business or that really hold them back from making money, what are some of the beliefs or the the things that you see hold people back? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And some of these are, I mean, man, you can do a whole show on each of these, but I mean, I don't want to do a big, some of these are pretty heavy, but really in the end, it's no harder work to make a million dollars than it is a hundred thousand it, it truly for, for like it depends you know and again i'm not gonna go i'm just gonna leave you with that i'm gonna leave you okay. all to take that in i'm not gonna even explain that or go into detail because it'll take another it'll it'll take a lot Power. there <laughs> but really when you look at the amount of work involved sure. it's not more yeah. than half of its courage more than half of it is deciding it's it's the conviction and of mm. course making sure that it's a viable business model and do your math and figure mm-hmm. all that out too but really that's a big flip i want to give people the mm. second is you will have to do some things that like you know that that the other people aren't willing to do you're going to have to work a little harder you're going to have to decide that um you know you may need this is especially hard for a lot of moms and women is deciding okay what is my uninterrupted time that i'm going to be ruthless about because it's really these types of prog- projects and when you're growing a business and you have big goals, making those shifts require you to get ruthless about some uninterrupted time. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's not something you could typically, typically do when you're two hours a day while the kids are on the playground. This doesn't happen that way. So we often have a discussion mm-hmm. about getting ruthless about your time, okay. getting ruthless about your priorities. How mm-hmm. are you distracting yourself? with um, little things that are actually getting in the way of making a lot more money. And like at a simple level, I'll catch a client sometimes, you know, doing Mm -hmm. a lot of their own, um, think of a simple thing, like a few hours of filing a week. And it's totally procrastination. And then, and unless like you like that, like sometimes I like that putter time, you know what I mean? I like to like do some like kind of brainless work because I'm on all day, probably like you are. And so like, you know, I think I'm going to go through some filing, but, but really when you start to, to realize like what your time is worth versus those right. tasks, right. and you know that there's a direct path to making money mm-hmm. that you need to go that direction and get someone else to do that, get some help doing that. How are you procrastinating yourself and not actually going the direction you want to go? Um, and then remembering too that money is energy. And this is where I'm going to get a little metaphysical as well in that, um, I mean, especially right now, just interesting, money's becoming nothing but numbers on a screen to us. It's barely tangible. In fact, it's interesting that I realized like last year, my kids had not really seen cash. It, you know, we, we operate so cashlessly all the time that they hadn't even understood the the money. And so, in, in today's age, even like, you know, because it's so intangible right now, I like to invite everyone to think of it that way as energetic okay. in that once you decide and get really clear on what you want to create, keep that number in your mind. And whether you share it with others or not, there's different schools of thought that you should write all over your house and have it over your bed and like that million dollar mark or whatever it is. Um, or keep it to yourself. And I've always been more of the quiet type that, you know, I'd want to keep it to myself, but like just remembering over and over that I have what I need. This is going to work, whatever affirmations you need to put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and affirmations get a bad rap because some people try to just do nothing and make affirmations. But affirmations for me, like right now with all the fear around yeah. what's happening in the world and 
um, you know, sometimes I wake up and I don't know about you right now, but I'll wake up feeling totally fine. And then there's that split second, you remember what's going on in the world and it kind of washes over you and just taints you immediately. And I take a deep breath and just say to myself out loud, I am happy. I am healthy. Um, we are safe and we have everything we need. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I need to remember right now, because this mm-hmm. has been a, a, an intense time for, for my business as well and my family. And, um, you know, even if you're in an area that's not really, you know, affected like, my gosh, like New York or LA or some of these areas that are such hotspots, it's, it's absolutely affecting you and how you're thinking. And if you're not careful, you can slip into making decisions from that place. And that's the danger. Yeah. And that's where I think the fear comes in because then you make decisions based on fear instead of conviction and your gut, like you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I want to ask you is follow up on that. When you said like, you know, half of it is courage and half of it is conviction. So as people are thinking about, okay, how do you work to have more conviction that your business can make a million dollars or, or more? Um, give us a sense of how you might work with somebody to help them have more conviction. Mm, yeah. Um, well, first is kind of proving it to themselves, right, on paper. So the first thing is, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can have a big goal in mind, but if you don't see a way to get there, it's not saying you won't get there, but like you'll have a lot more conviction if, if you see the math, right, and then it's going to add up. So, so, some, so I'm, I'm always a balance of a – coach when I'm working with clients, it's like, I believe in you and, and that you could do more than you ever dreamed possible at the same time, show me the numbers. Yeah, you know, sure. that's where the, that's where the business coach comes in with, which a lot of people don't understand. Like a business coach needs to understand business. Right. So, um, it's, it's definitely a combination of that. So we'll, it's, it's versus like a particular process I take them through. I'll be listening for clues in things they say or decisions they're making. And, and I will ask them, be like, that's interesting. Why did, why are you doing that? Let's talk about that. Why do you feel that way? And then we just go into this conversation of understanding, like, why they're making decisions. And, and a great uh, question I ask a lot is, where's the evidence for that? Mm. And sometimes they will have none. They're, they're making a decision totally off what they're fearing or what they're, you know, for example, they may be thinking someone on their team is probably thinking of leaving and they have that feeling, but they don't have the evidence. And I'm saying, okay, we're going to honor what you're feeling. Yes. But look on the other side here and what's happening with the evidence. Like, do you have evidence that she is planning to leave? Have you had a conversation with her? Like just, you know, it's, it's simple balancing of things like this that can make the difference between making great decisions and making poor decisions. And so I forgot your original question. I'm sorry. With the example um, I, of um, no, what was like my original question? I was thinking about conviction and like yes, how do you work to have more conviction uh, that you can do it right? Yeah, yeah. So so I think you know for all of us, it's it's a blend of that believing you can fly, but also you know checking your wingspan, like <laughs> making sure everything's working and like it's gonna get there, like you'll be okay. So it's it's really a balance of that. And if you, you know, if you don't believe that strongly in what you're doing, you probably want to question what you're doing. It, it honestly may not be the right thing. And that's okay, too. I think everyone's scared to start something and then stop or turn or, you know, when you look at every successful person, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever had a linear straight line to success. 
No. That's all you see when we talk about their story. And that's all you see typically when, especially you're on, my gosh, just get off social media, you know, stop looking at all this stuff. It's, it's always an adventure. And I think that's how you need to think of it. And the conviction is that you're going to have made a big difference in the world somehow make enough money for you and your family to like reach your dreams and have some fun. And my God, at the end, I just, that's really what I want for myself is like to know I made a difference to, to die with money in the bank, <laughs> have some leftover and, and to know that like there'll be some legacy there. So, you know, it really just is, it can be different for everybody, but, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's getting clear and aligning that with who you are. Awesome. Um, when I think about how my business is impacted and how I'm dealing with this change, give us a little sense of how has your business impacted and then what are the strategies you're using to deal with change and adversity and to not make decisions from this place of fear? Yeah. And I think, um, it's a great conversation because I just wrote an article about this on my LinkedIn newsletter in that you see a lot of people right now panicking maybe pivoting too quickly and they're just looking at whatever's in front of them for cash. And it's an important time to step back. And yeah, you don't want to wait too long to make a decision, but there's a lot to be said for thinking something through. We don't honor that anymore. We're always like about fast action and do it now. And, and, you know, if it's right in front of you and you know what it is, then do it. But, um, you know, for me, I, I had to take like, I'd say a good two weeks and really think through where things are going. And here's why. So at the end of last year, I launched a new network called The Trust. It is for women entrepreneurs who are in the seven and eight figure revenues. Um, We saw a need for a very modern new approach to a women's network for the women at this level. And um, we had a great launch. We had our first meeting in Miami, early March, perfect timing still. We were kind of talking about this thing going, what's happening? You know, do you think this thing's really going to be a problem? And, you know, right. we're all, like all of us, we're kind of hearing about this thing. Like, is this just a media thing? Is this just nuts? Um, our guest speaker was Ellen Latham, who co-founded Orange Theory, yes. million dollar company. She was amazing. She's like in her 60s and had more energy than all of us in the room put together. Um, it was just an incredible, you know, we, we launched an app on the phone so we could have a private network and be messaging each other. And, you know, the crux of the organization, though, is these live events, which I love. I, virtual is great, but nothing is like being in person when you close yeah. the doors and have these conversations. So then, you know, we, we start hearing that no one's having events anymore. And now people are... Got, they're, they're predicting, oh, there'll never be live events again or conferences. And we're like, oh my God, this is, you know, and I, that's all hype. But um, yeah, like, this is really interesting that. though, how <laughs> my salesperson's like, how do I sell a network based on live events right now? And I said, you know what? We don't, it's okay. It's okay for us to slow down and think about how we're going to approach this. So talk to people, keep them excited about it if they're interested in hearing about it, but we need a contingency plan. We need to figure out what this is. So the first thing I did and that I see people overlooking is that we went to our current members and said, how can we be of more value to you right now? Awesome. That is something I think all clients, um, so all all people who work with clients or customers need to do right now, because the first thing you do is panic over, over lack of sales, but you have to have a little concern over your current clients and customers. So we started adding more support for them because we have, for example, some women have online businesses. This isn't affecting them much at all, except the kids are home driving them out. Some of them though, for example, one member has physical 
practice locations for her wellness company. And, and man, that's like a big issue, right? So we decided to start having weekly Zoom calls. So all the members are on there. I'm available for counsel. They're all helping each other. And we just said, you know, every Thursday at 10, we're on. I'll be here, whoever wants to be here. Awesome. Second thing is we're considering now, you know, pivoting to some virtual events because if that's what it takes to get us through the fall, we have a big event planned here in the fall. So set the intention that's going to happen. But, um, but for now, you know, it's like, how can you be of service in ways right now that make sense? That's, that's the most important thing. And so, you know, I, don't want to say that I didn't want to do the calls, but at first I'm, I was like, well, I'm not going to change the whole model of what I wanted to create for this going on. And let's just kind of wait and see. And I, and I think that was the smart thing to do because then that actually gave me a whole other idea for something that I'm launching in a few weeks. And so, you know, honor these feelings when you're thinking, you know what, I want to just take a few minutes and think about what's going on and look at what I could do. And where I maybe will need to make changes. Like, and, and honestly, here's the thing in the end. This is how we should all be working and thinking all the time. Yes. But man, this is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up yes. call to make sure you have some savings put away to pay your team for a few months if you need it. It's mm-hmm. a wake-up call to have different adaptability capabilities in your business. It's a wake-up call to being ready for more things like this to happen in the future, you know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not one to predict a lot, but I'm going to predict now that the government knows that they could just tell us to hide in our homes with, with like a few days notice, <laughs> like, like, like there may be some other shutdowns for strange reasons. I don't know. I'm just seeing what's going on. I'm like, this is really interesting what's going on. So, I mean, and so right now we're disrupted on so many levels. There's the whole health crisis, which is the whole reason for all this. But when you look at it too, we're being we're being, you know, told to stay in place. We're suddenly have our kids home with us. The education system's disrupted. Um, but look at the gifts in all this as well. I have some people telling me that they've never been this close with their clients, and it's such a gift um, that they've never been this close with their kids. You know, honestly, we're enjoying so much of this we didn't see coming with the kids. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I need to walk away, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go nuts. But um, but it's been an amazing, you know, few weeks for them, I think. And you see some things that you like in that. It's a time for everyone to become more creative and think about, you know what, if I've been disrupted, why don't I let this next chapter be something I'd really enjoy? Right. Why don't I let this next chapter be my best chapter ever? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I want people to leave on, you know, in their mind and, and on this call. Wonderful. I have been practicing that myself uh, in terms of just savoring the great things that are coming from this. I have two boys, uh, fifth grade, seventh grade. We've been playing a lot of fun games, watching good movies. Yeah. In the dark. They're yours again, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yours. They are, right? And uh, so I really appreciated that. And I, I hear what you're saying is like honor the feelings, but can you also at the same time, like use this time to be more creative? I think it's also a wake up call for us, Allie, that our mindset is essential and that's, no one can take that from us. That's really true. It's all we have right now, isn't it? I mean, in the end, it's all you can control on some days. It's all that you can control and it like you can control your focus and your energy and what you're paying attention to. And it's made me step back just really thinking about how can I use this? to help me right now and mm-hmm. how can I use this to help other people right mm-hmm. um 
but it's like we, I feel like it's a wake up call for a lot of people on mindset. You know, yeah. they have the resilient strategies and the tools to be able to adapt and, and pivot. Um, and they already developed those within their, their mindset. Yeah. And, 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 and one last thing, and I, I think, I hope you'll agree with me on this, is that um, turn off the news. Do not start your day with headlines and, and fear. And even like the damn Facebook, I hate Facebook. Um, and, and this probably will get posted on Facebook, so I'm sorry, but no, um, <laughs> just the, the, that the group think, the group think sure. is going to pull you down, you know, yeah. be aware. I skim the headlines every, you know, second or third day it just seems to be a lot of the same stuff. And I told my family who, if there's family members who love news, be like, great, you watch all that stuff. If something affects me directly right now, or you think I really need to know that's going to mm-hmm. affect me in the next 24 hours, tell me. And if not, I'm going about my happy day <laughs> locked in this room to, to do my job and help the people I can help and make sure that bills are getting paid and I'm moving forward. So, you know, be very aware of any, when you start feeling the fear of feeling funky or negative, where's that coming from? Did it come from seeing a quick post? Did it come from seeing a TV screen? Did it come from your uncle Herb who calls every five minutes with the latest COVID update? And, you, you know, so really like this, man, this is a test like this is a test like you've never seen to like stay positive, stay focused and, and get on purpose. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Wonderful. I love our conversation. Thank you so much for really thinking about these ideas and helping us just better understand our own mindset and the ways that we can move forward. Yeah. So Allie, tell us a little bit about your podcast, The Trust. Just give us a little sense of where we can follow you and the good work that you're doing. Sure. Yeah, I've um, three main pieces of outreach, I guess you'd say, or um, wait for alliebrown.com is where you can find everything. But um, uh, Glambition Radio has been running since 2014. I interview really high-end women business owners, thought leaders. It's a, it's a fun name for the show, but man, we go, we have really deep conversations. If you liked what you heard today, you're going to love it. I really ask a lot of questions of these leaders that a lot of people don't. And uh, that's on iTunes. Um, I just launched a newsletter on LinkedIn, which is called The Iconoclast, which is about mm-hmm. thinking differently, flipping how you're approaching your business, life, everything right now, thinking differently and challenging the status quo. And, um, and I'm about to launch something as well that I can't announce yet. I don't know when it's going to happen, but um, I, I, get, I have the privilege of working with so many business women right now um, and entrepreneurs who are really actually doing well. And the decisions they made to flip what they're doing during this crisis or double down, I'm going to be launching a web show um, that's going to be twice a week live and um, we'll be announcing that. So if you get on my list at AllieBrown.com, we'll tell you all about it. Oh, fun. That sounds awesome. I'll make sure to keep my eye out for that and look at my email for that. So thank you, Allie. So here's some things I got from uh, the podcast as a quick summary. Okay. Oh, I like this. You give, you give like recap notes. Yeah. So I like it. Like write some notes. This is the time. The cliff notes. Okay. (laughs) And write it out. Okay. So I love what you said, how you see business as a giant experiment, right? Just to continue to grow and learn. And I think that helps us not feel like we failed. I appreciate what you said about the most successful like are really tuned into who they are and they're courageous and have conviction. I loved our conversation about money and uh, how money is energy. And so paying attention to how you're seeing money and uh, your ability to earn it. And then at the end, when we talked about uh, the wake up call, you know, this is a great wake up call. 
for people about their savings or their adaptability or their ability to make sure their mindset is really helping, helping them and serving them. And that there's a lot of gifts in this. So to pay attention to the gifts. And the last thing is you said, some of the things you, one question you ask your clients is like, what's the evidence for that? I thought that was powerful. Like, so that we just don't go and make decisions based on emotion, but mm -hmm. really factual. Mm -hmm. So Allie, thanks for bringing it on the podcast today. Thank you. This was great. Fun. Thank you. Bye. Way to go for finishing another episode of the High Performance Mindset. I'm giving you a virtual fist pump. Holy cow. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, remember to subscribe and you can head over to Dr. Sindra for show notes and to join my exclusive community for high performers where you get access to videos about mindset each week. So again, you can head over to Dr. Sindra. That's D-R-C-I-N-D-R-A dot com. See you next week.